This is the Sunday night worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, with the message, We're on a Journey. Here's Brother David with the praise team. Amen. You know, this morning it seemed like the devil was attacking us every way in the world again uh, with the music. But he lost. And you know, he, he's, he's not going to win. I can go ahead and tell you, the devil's not going to win. So that's why we're going to keep on the firing line. If you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you win, my brother, surely you must fight, keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face, if we die of fighting it is no disgrace. Coward in the service, he will Bye. 
Praise the Lord. I may believe we serve the mighty God. Ain't God good? You might be seeing yourself. I thought Brother David was going to do something different tonight. So when we predicted, I thought he'd do three songs or two songs. Well, you know. <laughs> no, I just play it with you. God's so good to us now. We appreciate you, boy. Give me a blast with the horn tonight. It takes a lot of practice to do this. I, if I don't sound too good, I, it ain't my fault. It ain't coming out of my belly. It might be called belly. I don't know. That's what <laughs> Problem is, don't you? It's been hanging in the closet too long. Now he's got to get back out and put, get back to practicing what he's got to do. He's got to get out in the yard and blast it, let the neighborhood know what's going on. Amen. God's good tonight. Tonight we're on a journey. How many believe you're on a journey tonight? God's got us on a journey. It's one of these days that's going to be all wrapped up. We're going to just yeah, everything's going to be over with, and we're going to be home to be with the Lord. Tonight we're on a journey. There's a place in the spirit that has been prepared for every child of God. Amen. There's a place in the spirit that's been, that's been prepared for every child of God. But few will make the journey into the miraculous. Few. I want us to look at a book of a very familiar story tonight. Now, and it won't too long ago. I read the scripture and done some, done some preaching on this. But I want us to look at 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 1 through 15. Uh, if I read the whole thing. But anyway. Chapter 2, I mean, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 15. We know the story about Elisha and uh, Elijah and how that Elisha followed Elijah everywhere he went, wouldn't take his eyes off of him, wouldn't go nowhere, stuck right there, which stuck right with him. So, in other words, Elijah, Elijah had Elisha on a journey, and there were certain things that needed to take place in Elisha's life before he was going to be able to fulfill what God really wanted him to do. So that's what Elisha, Elijah did for Elisha. He took him to the places to the miraculous. That's what he did. He helped him to basically experience some of the miraculous. In other words, he took him to the place that he knew what the miraculous was all about. But anyway, chapter 2, verse 1, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray thee, for the Lord have sent me to Bethel. Now remember these cities, Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets, now listen, and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And then verse 6 says, And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. 
And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither. So they went to, so they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Elijah, and we know the story. Elisha says, I want a double portion of what you've got. Now, Elijah, Elijah must have been a very, very powerful man. He must have been uh, one that Elisha looked up to, to wholeheartedly because I want what you've got, but I want more than what you've got. In other words, I want a double of everything that you have tonight. Amen? I would, when people could look at the church and say, I want what you guys got, I want a double portion of what y'all got because we believe that something's taking place. Amen? Look at verse number 10. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Now notice where he's at. He's at the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Now look at verse 15. You know, when things start happening in your life and, you, and, and, you, and you're progressing or you're moving or, or something's about to take place, you find people watching you. How many believe people's watching you today? Amen. Look at verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, now they watched him, they saw what happened. They said, the spirit of Elijah doeth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word. Amen. So they were watching him. They wanted to see what was going to take place. So then when he smoked the waters, they split and, Jer and, and Elisha just went over. And they came and bowed before them. But in my, way of, in my way of seeing this tonight, when they bowed down before Elisha, I want to see Elisha telling them, well, no, 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 you don't do this to me. You don't bow to me. The only one you bow to is God Almighty. Amen. He's the only one we bow to tonight. Is that right? So God's taking us on a journey, and this journey is into the realm of the supernatural and the miraculous. On this journey, we cannot be distracted. We can't be distracted. We cannot look to the left or to the right. We cannot allow our attention to be drawn aside, to be taken off the prize. 
We are on a journey, a journey to the miraculous. I said, note that I said the miraculous tonight and not a miracle or miracles, but the realm of the miraculous. We're going to find that there's a difference there. The, the, the dominion dimension is what we're talking about. In reality, it is the place that God has prepared for every one of his children. God wants us at the very top of everything he has tonight. Is that all right? He don't want us at the bottom. He wants us at the top. We all like to think of a place that's prepared for us, a place that has been made ready, a place to receive us. But listen to me, sometimes we must ignore the fact that we must that we must also be prepared for the place. Amen? We sometimes ignore that. We've got, we got a place prepared for us, but God wants us also to be prepared for that place. In other words, possessed in this respect, I'm not really speaking about heaven tonight. I'm speaking about the life that is ordained for a child of God. This life is a life of the supernatural. We must, we, we were created to live a supernatural life. Somebody shout praise the Lord. I mean, I'm telling you, folks, the book of Acts is going to be demonstrated again. I believe that with all my heart. It's going to be copied. Everything's going to take place. We're going to see the days of miraculous things uh, begin to happen. Amen. Uh, And I'm talking about a great manifestation of the Spirit and the power of God. The life that is in us uh, is a supernatural life, Romans 8 and 11. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, uh, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies uh, by his Spirit uh, that dwelleth in you. I mean, glad Jesus is in you tonight. Amen. We were born for the supernatural. I really feel in my spirit tonight uh, that we were all, that we are in a critical time uh, in the body of Christ uh, and that we must rise up and claim our super, our, our spiritual heritage uh, and our birthright uh, of the supernatural tonight. The church right now, we, 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 we are right now in a critical time uh, and it's time for the church to rise up uh, and say, look, uh, this is what God wants. Uh, this is where we're going to and this is what we're going to do and nothing or nobody uh, is going to stop the church uh, from going forward. We own a journey. We can't allow nothing to hinder our journey tonight. We are at a war. We are at war tonight in this nation. And I'm not talking about physical war. I'm talking about a spiritual warfare. I heard somebody say this morning, everything that's going on in America tonight uh, is because of sin. All this stuff that's going on in America, all these rights, all this, all this, uh, and I'm not, I'm not to say protest now. Protest is all right. They do it right. They do what they're supposed to do. But I'm talking about the right things. Those destroying things, burning down things. Uh, and somebody told me this afternoon, they were talking about it to me a little bit. Uh, they said, you know what's going to happen uh, when they get through burning up all these cities? Uh, I said, what's going to happen? He said, they're coming to your house next. I said, well, they may. If they want to, they can. It's okay. And I hope that God gives me the strength to do what I need to do to keep them out of my house. Is that all right? I heard on TV the other night, somebody standing out in the street telling folks, you need to move, get out of the house uh, so we can have that house. I'm sitting there thinking, if you want a house, get out and work for it like they're doing. Pay for it. Do what you need to do. Well, we have privileges. I know you got privilege. Everybody's got privilege tonight. But what I want everybody to know tonight, all lives matter tonight. And everyone deserves what they deserve and get what they get. But if you don't work for it, let me tell you something. If you don't work, you're going to go hungry. It's the only thing I can tell you tonight. Amen. 
We are at war as a sin. Our battle's not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and, and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where we are. This battle cannot be fought with natural physical weapons. I've heard a, many, a lot of people tell me, so, well, I can tell you what, they come to my house, they want to, they will get up in the yard. In other words, I'm going to put a cap on them. I'm going to pull my gun out and I'm going to take a bit. Let me tell you something. That's, that's what it's coming to. That's what's going to start happening. Somebody said not long ago, we're, we're, we're getting ready to approach a civil war, so, so to speak. I don't know. I hope it don't. I hope it don't come that far. I hope it don't get that tight. But I can tell you this. Uh, what, they're, what they're talking about using uh, ain't going to solve no problems at all. Sure, it's going to hurt people. It's going to kill people. It's going to mess up a lot of stuff. Uh, but it ain't going to solve no problems in Jesus' name. Amen? Because it's not the physical thing that we're dealing with. Well, this physical, when they come, start messing with you. I understand that. But it must be fought in the realm of the spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by what? By my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen? So greater is he, very familiar scripture. So for, that, that's my weapon I carry with me all the time. I try to keep it in my pocket. I keep my 44 with me all the time. First John 4 and 4. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's my weapon tonight. That's what I got to fight the devil with. And when that devil wants to get overboard, <laughs> sometimes you might have, to, I might have to use some physical force. I don't know. But I hope he don't come down to that. I'm not a fighter tonight. I've never been a fighter. I'm fighting to get you hurt. If you don't believe it, ask that, ask that guy that I saw him interviewing on TV last night that when he was laying there sitting in the street and that guy come up behind him and kicked him in the back of the head, his face all black and blue, his eyes, he looked like a raccoon, his eyes all black and all this kind of stuff, you know. That's, that stuff like that gets you hurt, which he didn't deserve what he got. And I hope the one that kicked him, I hope they, I hope they put him in the jailhouse and put him in prison and throw the keys away and don't let him out no more. He's stupid, crazy. But that's the kind of mess we're, that we're facing with it. But we're on a journey. And we can't let stuff like this distract us. We've got to stay tuned. We've got to stay in tune with God. Because if we, if, we get our fo if we get focused on stuff like that, we're going to be walking in fear all the time. But I'm persuaded to believe God's going to protect us tonight. Amen. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power. Somebody say power. This is what Jesus said. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all. Somebody say all. He didn't say some of you. He said all, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That scripture right there that I grab a hold on. God, I don't want to be hurt uh, physically. I don't want to be hurt. But I can tell you this, uh, if, if I'm going to be hurt uh, physically, I don't want to be hurt spiritually. Amen. But I have all power. That's what he gives me. He's given me, he's given me power to overcome everything the enemy brings my way and nothing shall by any means hurt me. Look at Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How many got signs following tonight? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Uh, verse 18, they shall take up service if they drink in the deadly thing. Uh, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name. Somebody say in my name. Talking about the name of Jesus in my name shall they cast out devils. So when that idiot comes to my front yard, I'm going to cast the devil out of him and get him saved and then everything's going to be okay. Well, pastor, not, not, it might not work that easy. I know it might not. But that's what I'm going to try first before I do anything else. Because I believe this tonight, my friend, that you and I can be at the point with God, Almighty God, that we can be in that miraculous realm we're talking about tonight, that journey that he wants us on, that journey he wants us walking in the right perspective. We can be in the miraculous, Brother Frank, that when I speak to that devil, he's got to bow down and listen in Jesus' name, and he can't do nothing except what God allows him to do. And God said he ain't going to allow to hurt me tonight I believe we can get that tight with God tonight amen I got a little ways to go but I'm working on it he also says oh uh, 
lay hands on sick and they shall recover. You see, the early church knew that if they were going to have any impact on their culture and their society, they had to have supernatural power operating in their lives. How many believe it was dangerous times back in that day? Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Hey, they're threatening God. They're threatening the church. I mean, they're threatening the church. They're threatening God's people. He said, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy service that with all boldness uh, that may, they may speak the word. Speak thy word. With all boldness, speak thy word. Don't be afraid to speak the word. Uh, verse 30, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Uh, now, Lord, behold their threatenings, uh, and grant unto thy service uh, that with all boldness they may speak. I'm saying it again. Thy word, by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be, may, may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. I copied that twice for some reason. And then verse 31, look at this one. And when they had prayed, somebody say prayed. Pray. When they had prayed, you know what's wrong with the church? Church ain't praying. Let's be honest with you. Not interested in prayer. We don't need prayer. Let me tell you something. Anything in this world the church needs, uh, the church needs to be praying today. Anything this world needs today uh, is prayer today. Amen, amen. Anything your pastor needs tonight is prayer. That's what we need most of anything else. Somebody say Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock. Where we're going to be? Amen. Right here, praying. Somebody shout praise the Lord. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled. Somebody say filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And they were all filled. I go through scripture and I see that all the time. They were all filled. They were all filled. Somebody say all filled. Wonder why this day and hour we're living when some are filled. Then look at Acts chapter, chapter, chapter 5 verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Amen? So they were in the supernatural realm. Now let's look back at our introduction. Elijah was not just casually by random going to these cities. It wasn't just, it wasn't just something he wanted to do. It wasn't just casually he was going by these cities. It was, it was a, a strategic. It was, a, it was a planned process for Elijah. It was a planned process. Elijah knew that this, his time was almost up. He knew he didn't have much time left. He knew that Elisha was to succeed him. Uh, up until this point, Elisha had seen the miraculous uh, and the supernatural, but he had not done uh, the supernatural or the miraculous. Amen? In other words, he had seen it, uh, but he had not experienced it. This is what Elijah, Elijah was trying to help Elisha. He was trying to help Elisha experience uh, what he was about to walk into. Elijah knew that in order for Elisha to succeed him, uh, he had to become personally acquainted uh, with the miraculous. Uh, Gilgal, what did you say? The Bible says, he used, uh, God's called me to go to Gilgal you stay right here he said no no I'm going with you wherever you go Gilgal means rolling uh, heel of foreskins uh, it was the place where the, where the old is taken away uh, the cutting away of the flesh uh, the rolling away of, of the reproach uh, you can find that in Joshua chapter 5 verse 3 uh, and then he said Bethel God's called me to Bethel
that the Bethel means a house of God, house of bread. Bethel's where Jacob saw the vision of the ladder between heaven and earth and the angels ascending and descending on it. He called it the house of God, the gate of heaven. So Bethel means communion and fellowship with God. It speaks of intimacy and relationship with Almighty God tonight. Elijah's taking Elisha through these places so he will know and he can experience and God and just be taught, I guess. And Jericho, what does Jericho mean? Jericho means fragrance and speaks of fragrance of living by faith. How many know we're living by faith today? Overcoming by faith. Example, by faith the walls of Jericho came down after they were compassed about seven days. The supernatural. Then Jordan. Jordan means descender. We even speak of the river Jordan as death. That's what we say. Get ready to cross Jordan. Dying. Jordan represents a dividing line. I believe that is the, it is the very line we stand at today uh, in the body of Christ. Uh, it is the dividing line between flesh and spirit. Uh, so Jordan represents the place uh, where you either step into the supernatural or you sink uh, into the flesh tonight. They say uh, that it was at Jordan River uh, where the axe head started swimming. Uh, it was the Jordan uh, where Naaman would neither die or, of, of leprosy or be miraculously healed. Uh, it, was, it was Jordan uh, that supernaturally divided uh, as the barefoot priest uh, bearing the ark of God stepped into the water. Jordan is a place uh, where the supernatural becomes natural. In other words, uh, it's the place where you begin to live uh, a supernatural lifestyle. That's why it went by Jordan uh, so, so Elisha could experience the great things of Almighty God. And I said tonight, Elisha was taking Elisha on a journey to the miraculous. Elijah smites Jordan with his mantle and it divides. And as they walked and talked together, chariots and horses of fire and a whirlwind separated between Elijah and Elisha. Up until that time, nothing, nothing. Somebody say nothing. Up until that time, nothing could separate Elisha from Elijah. It took the supernatural of God Almighty to separate Elijah, Elisha from Elijah. Remember Jordan? Is, a, is the proving ground. Jordan is where you find out. If, you, if you've been listening, if you've been watching, Jordan is the place you find out. Jordan is where Elisha found out. Jordan is where he found out if he was watching and if he was listening. Jordan, uh, if, you de- if, if you develop your own personal communion uh, and relationship with God, Jordan uh, is where you find that. Uh, Jordan is where we find out. Uh, have you learned how to walk by the faith uh, and not by, by, not by sight? Uh, Jordan is the place of transition. Uh, it's where Elijah left and where Elisha is stepping into the dominion dimension. Uh, amen. In other words, Jordan uh, is the place of transition. Uh, we come to, we talk about death. Uh, what's the is dying and getting ready to cross Jordan. Let me tell you something. It's that Jordan, as I said, that you find out. Have you been listening? Have you been watching? It's that Jordan where you develop. Have you developed that communion with God when you're lying on your deathbed? That ain't the time to find out all these things. You need to know before you get to that point. So when you get to that point, you'll be able to raise your hands and glorify God and know I'm on my way to heaven. My journey's almost over and I'll soon be with my Lord Jesus Christ. I don't need to wait for my deathbed to get to this point tonight. But I'm on a journey. If the Lord tarries, it's going to come to that place. Amen. Jordan. 
Now it's just Elisha and God. It ain't Elijah no more. He can't depend on Elijah no more. It's not Elijah's not no more. He's gone. This is a place where we all have to come to. Ultimately, it's about your and my relationship with God. Huh? That's what it boils down to. Now Elijah is swept up into heaven. Didn't have to die. You know there's two people in the Bible that didn't, that didn't die. Elijah, news of them, Enoch. Some people call him Enoch. I don't like to call him Enoch. I like to call him Enoch. He, anyway, he didn't die. The Bible says he was going along one day just like normal. Everything was okay. He got up that morning, washed his face, shaved, done whatever he needed to do. Everything was fine. Went by Walmart, stopped by and got a few things. He brought it back home. And all of a sudden, he's got in the yard and he's working a little bit and he's going on about his way. And all of a sudden, there he is. He ain't no more. He's gone. He's gone. Well, what was his testimony? His testimony was that he pleased God. Is our testimony is that we please God tonight? That's two people that didn't die. Huh? And, and then they come back in the scripture later on. Huh? They did. But God is so miraculously great. So Elijah swept away into heaven. Elijah picks up Elijah's mantle. Picks it up. Fifty sons of the prophets are watching to see. See what? What are they looking for? To see if Elijah has qualified to wear Elijah's mantle. Has he got it? Has he got what he needs? That mantle represented Elijah's relationship with God. It represented his supernatural life. Elijah raised the dead. Elijah called fire down from heaven. Elijah caused the rain to cease for three and a half years. Then he turned the faucet back on after that. Elisha called fire down from heaven from, uh, upon the king's, uh, uh, king's soldiers. Uh, Elijah parted the Jordan. Uh, Elijah went to, went to, went to heaven uh, in a whirlwind fire. This is what this is a, this is, this is a, 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 a thing of Elijah's life. This is explaining him. Now the journey has reached its destination. Uh, Elisha, you had many chances to turn around. You could have left. You could have done anything you want to do. You didn't have to come to this place. Uh, you could have settled down at Gilgal or Bethel or Jericho. They were all good places for you to settle down at. In other words, Elisha, you didn't have to go all the way with him. You could have settled down. You could have took it easy. Everything was fine there. In other words, you could have rested. You could have been complacent. You didn't have to go no further. But uh -uh. he said, no, no, no. Ain't nothing going to hinder me. Uh -uh. You could have settled down at Gagal or Jericho. They were all good. But you wanted more. You wanted everything God had for you. How many wants everything God's got for you tonight? You wanted the same power operating in your life uh, that you saw in Elijah's. Now, Elisha had the mantle, but does he have the power? What size coat you wear? 42. 42. <laughs> Must be short. Well, because of this coronavirus, I can't do what I want to do. I won't do it. But anyway, Marcus, stay where you are. If I was to put this coat on you, this bench is going to represent you, right? If I put this coat on you, this is, this is my mantle, okay? If I put my mantle on you, you got the mantle. Now, I'm not saying I'm all that and then some. I'm just comparing to what Elisha was to Elijah. He picked up, he picked up Elijah's mantle. He's got Elijah's mantle. But does he have Elijah's power? Huh? 
Anybody can pick up a mantle. But you got to walk in the power. So, Marcus, if you pick up my mantle, you take my mantle, do you have the power to go with that? Bobby Johnson's not here tonight, but I remember when I first got here, I, I, came, I came in one night without a coat, or one day without a coat, one Sunday morning. I said, why well, I ain't got my coat. I need a coat. I said, somebody go find me a coat. And they said, let's go find Larry Barber. I said, his coat's too big. They started naming folks. I said, it's too small. Find me a coat quick because I got to get in the pulpit, and I don't want to get in the pulpit without a coat. Now I feel comfortable without a coat. Is that okay? <laughs> but anyway, so they found me a coat in Bobby Johnson's coat. I put it on, it's a little bit snug. I said, well, it's a little bit tight, but it's okay. So Brother Danny, when I got through using the coat at the end of the service, I took it off to give it back to him. I said, Bobby, I want you to understand something. He said, what's that? I said, this coat will never wear the same again. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, because now this coat's got God's anointing on it. It'll never wear the same again. So be careful how you treat this coat. And every once in a while, he'd come to church. I said, how's your coat? He said, man, it's fitting butter. It's fit. Fits good. Huh? So, Elisha's got the mantle, but does he have the power? Well, he's got some folks looking at him, watching him. Huh? So, he has the position, but does he have the power? He's got the mantle, does he have the power? He's got the position, but does he have the power? You have the mantle tonight. If you're in leadership position, say amen tonight. You have the mantle. You're in leadership position. You have the mantle, but do you have the power? You have the position, but do you have the power? See what I'm saying? Anybody can stand in position. Anybody can pick up a mantle. But if you don't have the power to go with it, it ain't going to do you much good. You just have the mantle. All you can do is brag about it. I got, I got, I got Elijah's mantle tonight. I got Elijah's mantle. I walk around, I got Elijah's mantle. And I don't mean that he'll be. So can you do what Elijah did? The only way you can do what Elijah did was serve the same God Elijah served. Love him like Elijah did. Honor him like Elijah did. And know that God is almighty and he's got his anointing on him and he'll use you for his divine glory. You got the position. What are you doing with the position? Are you helping those on the way, the journey? Let me get away from there. The sons of the prophets watched from a distance. Can't get too close here. They watched from a distance. And you can believe me tonight. They are watching you and me also from a distance. If you don't believe they're not watching you, you get on Facebook sometime. Especially when you do a little something a little weird. Especially when you do something a little out of the ordinary. Go to Facebook and see how they're talking about you. Come on, somebody help me out. They talked about me when I first got here because I allowed Santa Claus to come in the building. Like I give a real. What they say about me, I don't care. You know, Santa Claus has got his place. Jesus has got his place. I ain't compared to none of them whatsoever. Amen. So much y'all praise the Lord. It's okay. But when, but when you take Facebook and use it for your junk, then you need to throw Facebook out the door and not use it no more. Amen. So much y'all praise the Lord. God's good tonight. Amen. So they, they, they are watching from a, from, a, from a distance. What is Elijah, what is Elisha going to do? I'm in 
and persuasion tonight that Elisha could have walked on that day and left that mantle on the ground. He didn't have to pick it up because it went on about his business. But he picked up the mantle. He went back to the same river he had just walked across, which had closed back behind him. He, he struck it with Elisha's mantle. And when he did, he graduated into the supernatural. He stepped into the supernatural miraculous dimension of God when he struck that mantle with Elijah's mantle. Amen. And when he struck the river with Elijah's mantle. But what I want you to understand is it's not Elijah's mantle no more. It's that Elijah's got nothing else to do with it. It's now Elisha's mantle. But God's anointing is on him in a double portion way than what it was on Elijah. Because that's what Elisha asked for. How many know God to give you what you asked for tonight? Man, God, you're burning me up in this. The Jordan waters parted. He walked across as though he was strolling down the street. <laughs> the 50 sons of the prophets recognized immediately. Whoa, look at this. Elisha doesn't just walk like Elijah. He doesn't just have his mannerisms. He doesn't just sound like Elijah. He is now walking up where Elijah walked in the supernatural. When you're walking in the supernatural, people will recognize where you are and how close you are to God. Can I get an amen? They said, the spirit of Elijah doeth rest upon Elisha. Beloved, that's what this journey, that, that's, that's the journey we're on here. Are you ready for that? I mean, do you want that? Are you willing to say yes to God or, or, or that you want to walk and live in the supernatural and the miraculous? If that's you, just lift your hands up right now. Tell God you want everything he has for you. Just raise your hands and give God praise and glory tonight. I want everything God's got for me. I don't want God to hold nothing back from me. Even though sometimes I, I might fall short, God said, you'll steal my child tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Tell God that you're ready to take this journey into the miraculous. How many is ready to take this journey to the miraculous? You ready? Stand to your feet. Finish this up quicker than I thought I would. I want the miraculous tonight. Amen. I'm on this journey tonight. And you rest assured of one thing, one thing you're going you're gonna to head the devil. You're going to see the devil, Brother David, because you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to see the devil along your journey's way because he ain't going to just settle down and sit down and quit and just say, okay, I know where you are. I know what you're doing. You're just going about your business. I'm going to leave you alone because you're so close to God. No, no. The closer you get to God, the harder he's going to fight you. Amen. Amen. You guys, come on. I'm finished. So you say, well, Pastor, why do I want to get so close to God? Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you ain't close to God, he's going to get you anyway. He's going to get you for sure then. But if he knows, if he knows that he knows in his knower that you are walking where God wants you to walk and doing what God wants you to do and talking what God wants you to talk, he knows he's got to work that much harder to get you, but what he realizes is uh, he ain't going to get you. He ain't going to get you. He's going to try everything he can. And when this fails, he's going to try something else. When this fails, he's going to try something else. When this fails, he's going to try something else. He's going to walk around and watch you from a distance. And what he's going to do is going to catch you at your weakest moment. One of your weakest moments, that's when he's going to come to you. But even in your weakest moment, Lord, God's burning me up in this message tonight. You see, I don't just preach, preach, preach to be preaching. I preach to myself too. When you're walking where God wants you to walk and talking about you, what God wants you to talk, even in your weakest moment, you're going to have the strength to overcome 
what that stinking devil's trying to throw at you at that particular time. Why? Because you still got one hand on the mantle. You're still holding on to God. Ain't nothing going to separate me. You see, nothing can separate Elijah and Elisha. Nothing can separate them except the supernatural. The only thing that should be able to separate you and I from God is the supernatural. And the supernatural ain't going to separate you from God because the supernatural is going to draw you closer to God. The supernatural is going to separate you from your enemy. The supernatural is going to separate you from the devil. The supernatural is going to put a halt, a stop. It's going to put up a gate. It's going to put up a fence. It's going to put up a guard that the devil cannot come across it because God ain't going to allow him to. Amen. We're on a journey, folks. Come on. We're on a journey. And when all's said and done, Brother Ellis, I want to finish my journey well. I want to hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Somebody told me one time long, some minister, I can't remember who it was now, told me a long time ago, he said, he said Jeremy, I want you to understand something. I said, what's that? He said, God, everything about God, he likes it well done. I said, really? He said, yeah. He likes everything well done. Because at the end of your journey, that's what you're going to want to hear. You want to hear well done, that good and faithful suffering. In other words, anything that you're doing for God, do it well done. Don't halfway do it. Don't partway do it. He said, do it well done. Because God likes everything well done. And he might have told me God even liked your steak well done. I don't know. But anyway, he said, God likes everything well done. He don't like it halfway done at all. Amen. I mean, I believe you're on a journey. I want to finish the journey well. And I got a little, more, little bit more time to go. I ain't talking about in the message. I'm talking about. <laughs> some of you folks say, well, I thought he was through preaching. He's going to preach some more. My God. I ain't going to get that ice cream at 9 o'clock regardless of what he tries to do. Uh, you see, God lets me see what you're thinking there once in a while. Amen. Well, no, I got some more time because I'm not that old. I'm just a young man. If you don't believe I'm, not, if you don't believe I'm just a young man compared to some of these folks in the Bible. Moses will be 120. I ain't, I'm just half his age. Come on. Methuselah will be 969. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine living 969 years old? Somebody said, no, the way I can't know. The way this world's going on, I don't want to live 969. Let me tell you something. I'd like to live 970. If I knew God was going to be, everything's going to be out, and God's going to look after me, and I know he's going to look after me, and I, and I can handle what was going on. Amen. I don't mind living to be 100, 179, whatever, or 900 years old. Why? Because I want to be with God. Well, do everything well done. And the song says, when you've been there 10,000 years, when you've been 10,000 years, time hasn't even really started. Ain't that something great? The song keeps flowing through my mind right now and I can't think about it. I'm on my way to heaven. The journey gets sweeter every day. You ain't got to sing that. I'm just saying that's what's going on. Right the journey gets sweeter every day. How many journeys are getting sweeter every day? Sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. It's getting sweeter every day. You see... God's got a place, a place prepared for us. The key question here is, are we preparing for that place? That's where God wants us. He wants us preparing, always preparing for that place so we can be with him. Somebody shout praise the Lord. I ain't got a clue what we're going to sing, but I guarantee it's going to be something to praise God with. Amen? Brother David. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring
sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer unto the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer unto you the sacrifices of joy. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the praise into the house of the Lord, and we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. We bring the sacrifice of Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel, and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our web website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.